Hey there. Welcome back to The Truth of Somewhere, a conspiracy theory podcast. Cons theory of piracy. Cons piracy podcast. <laughs> Where we talk about uh, cons piracies and other things in that uh, vein. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this is why you listen to us. <laughs> This, this right here. This is it. This, this is really messy <laughs> intro. Mm, mm. Welcome mm. back. Hey there. Welcome back to The Bacon is Nowhere. <laughs> a oh podcast. No, not the bacon. A podcast where there's absolutely no bacon. You don't want to be here. Yeah. And and this is when we lose our viewers, our listeners. <laughs> well, I don't get it. Why'd our listeners? We just dropped like 90%. They decided that... I, I swear, I've got nothing against bacon. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, so on a more serious topic, Real Megan, talk. what are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to scare everyone a little bit. We're going to go um, on a little bit of a, a <clears throat> history expedition. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a history lesson. Oh, I didn't grab my uh, my notepad. Handy dandy notebook. All right, I'm okay. going to make a wish. So we're going on a on a history tour. Mm-hmm. And it's 1845. 1845. Okay, yeah, cool. Way so back. We're going way back. What country are we in? We're in Canada, technically. Canada, okay. Um, <clears throat> so in 1845, Sir John Franklin had just been essentially fired as governor of what is now Tasmania. I know I said we're in Canada. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, he was recalled to England and his reputation was ruined. Mm-hmm. His wife, Lady Jane Franklin, was determined to help her 60-year-old husband recover that reputation. Yeah. Before his failed political career, Franklin had been hailed as a hero of the Royal Navy because of the three expeditions to the Arctic he had been on, two oh. of which he had commanded. Okay. The first, expedi- oof. the first expedition he led in 1817 was unsuccessful due to ice and storms. Makes sense. Yeah. In the Arctic. Yeah. And uh, his was one of four ships that had to turn back. Despite this, Franklin was again tapped to lead an overland expedition in 1819. Mm-hmm. Their goal was to voyage from Hudson Bay to the Coppermine River Delta on the Arctic Ocean. Okay. However, the expedition turned to tragedy when the group containing Franklin, one physician, three members of the Royal Navy, and a crew of voyagers failed to return to their base camp before winter. Oh, that's in the not Arctic. Good. Not good. So they ran out of food. <laughs> That and happens. their canoes fell apart. That also happens. Mm-hmm. And the company split in hopes of one of them finding a native tribe that might help them. Sure, yeah. Um, one of the naval officers reported that a voyager had killed another voyager and likely cannibalized him. Oh. Yep. Donner party up in this shit. Mmm, tasty. Uh-huh. And the officer killed that voyager in response. He was like, we don't do that. Yeah, we so we're going to eat you. Right. <laughs> Um, they were indeed rescued by native peoples who helped them through the winter. Okay. Of the 20 members of the expedition, nine survived. Oh, wow. 11 people lost their lives out of 20. They tried their best. Uh, so they survived by eating the leather from their boots. Okay. So Franklin returned to England a hero as the, quote, man who ate his boots, end quote. Like, people were like, he's a hero, he ate his boots. Why does that make you a hero? Because he survived. Just like a badass. Okay. I guess I guess if um, Beyonce can make a song about surviving, was it sure. Beyonce? Yeah, it was Destiny's Child. Was it? Was it? They were still Destiny's Child. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, 
if they can do it, then, you know, just a song about surviving. Sure. Yeah. I think it's a different kind of surviving, though. I think you're right. I think it's a different kind of surviving, eating your own boots. Yeah. I doubt that Beyonce has ever had to eat her own boot leather. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it it weren't true. Uh, So Franklin's wife campaigned hard for him to be sent on one last expedition. Oh, yeah. And she wins the campaign. She's like... He's 60, and they're like, yeah, we'll send him to the Arctic She's like, get him out of my house. No, she just wanted to, like, for him to regain his, like, notoriety and be respected again. Yeah. Because, like, she came from a respectful family, and she, like, had married a respectful man. Yeah. She's like, mama ain't married to no (laughs) no hillbilly. Yeah, like, (laughs) Lady Jane's a badass, though, so I don't want to make fun of her. Um, so he was in command of HMS Erebus, Erebus, Mm -hmm. Erebus. Something like that. Erebus. And was to be accompanied by the HMS Terror. Oh. And uh, they were told to find the elusive Northwest Passage. Okay. That was the plan, was to find the Northwest Passage. Both ships were reinforced to withstand the ice in the Arctic, and it was the best provision Arctic expedition in history. Oh, wow. Uh, They had been given enough provisions to feed 134 men for three years. Damn. Yeah. They're like, no boots this time. No boots. Including 32,224 pounds of salt beef. Okay. 36,487 pounds of biscuits. Wow. 20,463 pints of soup. Okay. 8,900 pounds of preserved vegetables. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite part, right? How much booze? 3,684 gallons of spirits and around 4,988... <laughs> 4,980 gallons of beer. That's right. my favorite That's part. That's right, because you... It used to be you didn't go on a voyage without some alcohol. It's true. Yeah, so lots and lots of alcohol. Well, it's also a really great way to keep water. And booze? As booze, yeah. I thought that you got dehydrated when you drank alcohol. I mean, to a point, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. But I mean, when it's the only clean water you have. Fair. And it stays clean. That's what's important about it. That makes sense, yeah. That's why, like, the Vikings, all they drank was, like, meat and ale. Pretty much. Well, actually, it was a big, big thing um, for a lot of the medieval period. Um, fun fact, though, they boiled the water before they uh, fermented. So they would have been fine. So they were fine. But they, but they spent all their time but, drunk anyway. But Well, no, actually. It wasn't as strong. It as wasn't it nearly now. as strong as like we we drink it to get drunk. And they used to drink drink it more often than we did, but they didn't. They would let it ferment for a week or two, mm-hmm. and then they would drink it. Yeah, it's not like how we spend weeks fermenting something, and it's got a really high alcohol it, yeah. volume. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because they wanted it to, they wanted to get it as quickly as they could. Yeah, yeah, because they weren't drinking water because it was unhealthy to drink the water. Yeah, um, there is an interesting note about the provisions. Mm-hmm. They were supplied by Stefan or Stephen Goldner who was caught in a scandal in the 1850s for supplying spoiled food to crews. Oh. Uh, one report of an 18, one report in 1853 said that one ship had to throw 1,570 pounds of canned meat overboard. That is a lot. Yeah, so we don't know if they actually ended up having a full three years worth of stores. Okay. Because of that, um, on May 19th, 1845, the. Erebus and Terror left England and sailed for Greenland, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. Where five men were discharged due to illness. Okay. They get to Greenland and five people are sick. <laughs> They're like, oh no, this is the worst place I've ever been to. I guess we'll have to stay. Yeah. 
Greenland's not the nice one. Yeah, Iceland's they, the nice yeah, one. Yeah, 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 I know. And they probably spent their time going back to Iceland. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They were they got to Greenland and they're like, this is horrible. Yeah. On July 26th, this expedition made contact with two British whaling ships who became the last Europeans to see the expedition alive. Oh, okay. Well, I already know where this is going. Yeah, this now. is going somewhere. They spent the winter of 1845 to 1846 on Beachy Island, where three crew members died. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were to spend the summer of 1846 continuing southwest. On September 12th of 1846, the ships became stuck in ice as winter fell. Yeah. In 1847, spring and summer never arrived. Like, the Arctic was just like, fuck you, it's winter. Sure. Um, And the ships were carried with the ice pack down the coast of King William Island. You know, it's funny that that used to happen. That doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. You're right. By spring of 1848, the ships were still stuck, and Franklin and several other officers had died of unknown causes. Oh, Franklin already died. Franklin's dead. Franklin is dead. We still... Nobody knows how he died. We still don't know to this day how he died. We just know that he died... Okay. Uh, before the spring of 1848. Okay. Yeah. Um, a note left on April 25th, 1848 on a cairn explained that only 105 men remained, and they were abandoning the ships and heading on foot toward the interior, dragging a lifeboat on a sledge. Okay, so how long were they on these ships for? From 1845 to 1848. They literally... So it's been there three years. I'm surprised they didn't abandon those ships well before that. This is what we know based off of literally all we have are notes that were left on Cairns. Wow. And and some some oral history that we'll get into. Okay. But we we don't know much about this. this but is, the history is important. This is a great story. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a good story. I was really interested when I was yeah. researching it. Wait until you figure out how I found out about it because it's ridiculous. Okay. Um. So they're dragging a lifeboat on a sledge. Okay. They've abandoned the ships. Meanwhile, Lady Jane Franklin was a badass and demanded that searches take place for the expedition uh-huh. despite the admiralty saying not to worry because the ships were stocked for three years okay. so when they didn't show up where they were expected to lady yeah. jane was like sound the alarm start looking for him yeah and the admiralty was like it's not really necessary to look for them they're good for three years sure sure don't worry about it yeah yeah no worries so she funded her own expeditions That's to go awesome. look for them yeah and even wrote a fucking letter to the president of the united states zachary taylor which at the time was fucking unheard of like you did not just as a random citizen of another country write a letter to the president of the united states wow yeah yeah um she's like ain't no husband of mine gonna run off and be a hillbilly yeah <laughs> So she ended up forcing the Admiralty to launch the longest and most expensive search for two lost ships in maritime history. Wow. Yeah. Badass. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in 1854... Definitely determined. I'll I'll give her that. So it's... Remember, they, the last we know about them is 1848. Uh-huh. They haven't been seen. Nobody knows where they are. Sure. It's 1854 now. Wow. Okay, yeah. so six years later. Mm-hmm. A surveyor for Hudson Bay Company named John Ray started meeting with Inuit who lived a few hundred miles east of King William Island. So mm-hmm. the thing about King William Island is that no one lives there. Even now, to this day, there's like one tribe of a thousand people and that's all that lives there because it's like so fucking inhospitable. Oh, so people do live there. Yeah, like it's but it's just okay. like it's not well inhabited. There's just one little one tiny little tribe group of tri- okay. yeah one tribe. Okay. So anyway, he starts meeting with the Inuit. On King William Island. Mm -hmm. They told Ray that they had seen about 40 white men moving south along the west coast of the island. The white men all appeared thin, were low on provisions, and had somehow, like, intimated and made it clear that their ships had been crushed by the ice. Mm -hmm. And they were hoping to find game and shelter toward the mainland. So they were moving, they were like, we know on the mainland that there are places we can go. Sure. So that's where we're going. 
So this occurred sometime in 1850. Mm-hmm. Later that year, they found around 30 bodies on the mainland that Inuit did. Yeah. Five more on an island near that, about one day's journey from the mouth of a large stream. Okay. Some of the bodies were in tents. Others were under the boat, which had turned o- been turned over okay. to be sheltered. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And still others were just out in the open, which makes... As I was researching this, I was thinking about um, Dyatlov Pass. Yeah. And how they of. were, like, because there was a whole talk about, I can't even remember what it's called, but, like, a piece of the hypothermia is your brain yeah, going yeah, and you're, yeah. like, wandering out into mm-hmm. the woods in the cold. Sure. So that's what I was thinking about, is, like, they wandered out of their tents. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, obviously, we don't know, because this was in the 1840s, Obviously. Um, the Inuit explained that some of the bodies were badly mutilated, and that the contents of some of the kettles in the camp led them to believe that the party had turned to cannibalism in order to survive. Okay. Yep. Sure. Uh, Ray purchased artifacts from the Inuit that had belonged to those in the expedition, including a silver plate engraved with Sir John Franklin's name. So uh-huh. they obviously had stumbled upon yeah. these people, yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. The general public of England was shocked and outraged at Ray's description of events, though. Mm-hmm. They felt that there was no way the Royal Navy men would have ever resorted to cannibalism because they're too good for that, right? Of course they are. And because uh, public sentiment instead turned to blaming the Inuit, uh-huh. as public sentiment does. Yep. And Charles Dickens, oh my god, this is the worst. So Charles Dickens had his own magazine, uh, and in the magazine he wrote, No man can, with any show of reason, undertake to affirm that this sad remnant of Franklin's gallant band were not set upon and slain by the Eskimo themselves. Uh. We believe every savage to be in his heart covetous, treacherous, and cruel. So they were just like, no, we don't believe you because the savages told you that, and obviously they mutilated them. Obviously. Obviously. Mm-hmm. So I do want to note that physical studies have consistently proved that the men did indeed turn to cannibalism. A 2015 study found osteological proof that the remaining members of the party engaged in end-stage cannibalism. So there are stages to cannibalism. Who knew? I didn't know that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the, like the beginning stage is like you're just taking like meat off of a body. Okay. And then when you need more resources and everything's running much more scarce, uh-huh. that's when end-stage cannibalism comes in. So okay. you've already taken all the meat off of a body, and now you're breaking the bones and boiling them to get the marrow. Oh. So that's nice. They this 2015 study actually had the bones. Okay. And they were looking at the bones, and there was proof that they had been broken and boiled. Okay. So, end-stage yeah. cannibalism. Yay! The Royal and... Navy was doing it. Yay! End-stage cannibalism. cannibalism! Yeah. Uh, so, it's been proven. It absolutely happened. Okay. The logbooks of the two ships have never been found. No logbooks, so we don't know, really know what happened. The Erebus was finally found in 2014. Oh, wow. Yeah, it took that long. And the Terror was found in aptly named Terror Bay in 2016. It was already named Terror Bay. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the history of the Franklin Expedition. Wow. I mean, Terror terror found in the Terror Bay, that that confirms all conspiracies. Yep. That right there. That that can't be a coincidence. It is confirmation of the Illuminati. Yeah. Okay. Illuminati confirmed. Yeah, because they put it there. That's it. Go away. We found the answer. To everything. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. No, it's not. So I bet you're wondering, though, why I gave you this history lesson, because it really has nothing to do with conspiracies thus far. Well, I mean, yeah, but you've spewed lots of history at me before a conspiracy. That's true. And this can easily have lots of conspiracies surround it. Maybe they were abducted by aliens. Any guesses? To what? Legitimately. To what? Yes, they were abducted by... To the conspiracies about this. Oh, okay. um... 
They're not what you think. No, okay, then no. I'm not going to guess. I'm not going to waste my time then. Don't tell me. They're not what you think. They're not obvious ones. Okay, well, so obviously they weren't abducted by aliens. No. Um, Did they uh, find Atlantis? No. Uh, Atlantis is a good one, though. We should cover that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Did did they communicate with the whale people? Not the whale people. Yes, the whale people. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh... I don't know. Okay. So this is a conspiracy because it is believed that King William Island is cursed because of the Franklin Franklin Expedition's troubling demise. Okay. That makes sense. Did they become droggers? No. No. Not dark elves, no. Not dark elves? Is that, no. No, no that's a drow. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, a yeah. drogger? A drogger is uh, a Norwegian uh, zombie, essentially. Oh, no. Yeah. The, well... Kind of? Yeah, they're normally, they're like uh, normally associated with the sea. Yes, sort of, kind of. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. So, anyway, people think it's cursed. Okay. Um, And the reason we know as much about the demise of the expedition is because the Inuit passed it down as an oral history. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, the Inuit that actually saw the white people just kept telling their children who kept telling their children who kept telling their children. So that's the only reason we know as much as we do, which is great. Thank God for them, right? Yeah. Um, So they were fearful of the sailors who were suffering not only from starvation, but of scurvy and other diseases that made them appear mad Uh to the Inuit. And King William Island was incredibly remote and inhospitable, so the Inuit who lived there had never seen a European or a white man before. Oh, like, they had heard of them. Like, they knew white people existed, mm-hmm. but they had never seen one. Okay. So, and they see this one. These They see all of these ones, and they seem they're crazy. They're nuts because they yeah. are suffering from scurvy and starvation. Mm-hmm. It's awful. So, um, the Inuit history speaks of an encounter in which a group of Inuit on a remote hunting trip saw around nine of the men in the distance. Um, the women, children, and elder men were in an igloo while the, like, young strapping men were out hunting. Uh, and there was a woman who was outside and she saw the men in the distance and she came back into the igloo and she was like, I don't know what they are, but they aren't human. Yeah. Basically. And so they were like hiding in this igloo and they could hear footsteps coming closer and closer. So they're fucking terrified. Of course they are. Right. And so this, this older man gets brave and he goes outside to see what's going on. And he finds, um, one of the men is like right outside the igloo and Uh he's like touching the igloo and looking at it like really confused because... Wouldn't he'd never you seen conf- anything he'd like it, He'd never seen yeah. an igloo, and it's a building made of ice, and, yeah. like, why would you make a building of ice? Yeah, right, Igloos right. are really fascinating, the way they work. I know. Um, so, anyway, the old man was like, what is it? And so he touched him. The old man reached out and touched this white guy's face, uh-huh. and the old man um, said that it was cold, because they were yeah. wandering out yeah. in the cold in the Arctic, and he said that he had never seen any kind of spirit with his own eyes before. Uh-huh. He had heard the sounds of them, but never seen them. So he just assumed that they were spirits. Oh, yeah. He Like, the whole Inuit assumption was like, I don't know what they are. They aren't human. They're yeah. alive, but they're not human, and I think they're spirits. Oh, yeah. Like, crazy. Um, not crazy, like, I think that's nuts, but, like, cra- like th- it just makes so much sense that that's what you would think. Fascinating. Fascinating. Just mm-hmm. fascinating history. So when the rest of the Inuit men returned to the camp from hunting, they built an igloo for the strangers. Like, they were so nice. So they built an igloo and gave them three seals for eating. Three whole seals. They were like, you're starving. Take these. Yeah. And then they didn't feel safe. So they packed up their whole camp and left in the middle of the night. Oh, wow. Like, they were like, okay, we 
given you an igloo, we built you a fire, we gave you food. Okay. We're out Bye. because of you, yeah. your scary spirit, you not human things. Mm-hmm. We're, we're scared. So they ran away. But the problem was because they left in such a hurry because they were scared, they left behind a bunch of belongings. So a few weeks later, another small ex- expedition of, of Inuit went yeah. back uh-huh. to collect their stuff. And to their horror, they found all the men dead. Huh? And the seals had never been touched and instead they ate each other. Oh. So they were like... What are these monsters? Yeah, right? why do they like, eat each other? Because, well, they were super distrustful. So you're suffering from scurvy. Yeah. You're starving. You're in the middle of hypothermia, likely. Yeah. These people don't look like you. Yeah. They're they give covered you in fur. And they give you they food They keep trying away. to give yeah. you food and you don't know what it is, so you're afraid it's poison. I mean, at that point, though... You're so far gone. Like you the take Inuits what you were get. talking about, like they would literally, like they would try to like put cooked seal in their mouths and they would spit it out, and they were like, "We don't know what to do. You're starving." Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Just. Oof. So that's really sad. Yeah. Um. So this terrifying history becomes ingrained in the Inuit culture. Okay. And they started to believe that the men of the Franklin expedition were lingering. Okay. So they were like the Still the people there. who had died. Mm-hmm. had become ghosts and spirits, yeah. essentially, uh-huh. and were basically haunting the island. Which is the logical explanation. Like, it's it's logical when you're highly spiritual sure. to think yeah. that somebody dying in that tragic of a way mm-hmm. would stick around somehow. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Um, so they were telling their children that this, uh, that there were non-human people that no one could see. On the island. Non-human people that mm-hmm. no one, one could, could see. see. So spirits. Okay, yeah. And people spoke of a funny feeling you'd get on the west side of the island, like someone is there even when no one is, which is where all of this took place. Okay. The Inuit of King William Island have experienced a string of bad luck since the discovery of the Erebus and Terror, and six unexpected deaths brought the community to a meeting where it was discussed that the disturbance of the wrecks had released a curse. Oh. So they think that they're cursed. Yeah, they, I would, they've been I, cursed by this expedition, which that, I think I would think so too. <laughs> yeah, like it's been passed down from generation to generation, but it kind of like Draugr, right? Like kind of cold, shambling. Well, yeah, yeah, zombie-like white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so now I want to talk about what led me to this topic. Okay, and it's ridiculous. You're gonna love it. I hope that you were just walking across the ice and you were like. You know, I know exactly what I want to talk about. No. Ice in July. Ice in July. No, 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 no. Um, You're eating a snow cone. No, no snow cones. Sadly, I do love snow cones. Yeah. The reason we're talking about this, it's all thanks to a painting that is also said to be cursed. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. The painting hangs at Royal Holloway College at the University of London. Okay. It was painted in 1864 and is called... Man proposes, God disposes, and is based on the Franklin expedition. Okay. Uh, it's super disturbing on its own, even if you didn't link it back to the Franklin expedition. Mm-hmm. It depicts two polar bears rummaging through the wreckage of a ship, one tugging on a sail, the other chewing on what appears to be a human rib. There's uh, like a rib cage underneath of it. It's, yeah, it's super yeah, yeah, fucking that's, disturbing. That's, uh, I mean, and the thing is, is that red sail almost looks like it could be like some flesh that it's pulling yeah 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 it's yeah. uh it's it's a bit it's a bit much 
So the painting is supposedly so cursed that it has to be covered with a flag during exam times. And they do. They uh-huh. cover this thing with a flag during exam times. Okay. The curator for the university says she isn't sure when the tradition of covering the painting started, but that it was likely started in the 1970s when a rumor started spreading that a student looked at the painting during an exam, wrote, quote, the polar bears made me do it, end quote, <laughs> on the page. Whoa. And killed themselves. They didn't finish their exam, wrote the polar bears made me do it and killed themselves. Yeah, I uh, managed to look at, that's why I went, whoa, before you said it. I looked, I looked, just looked up at the page and I was like, and killed them. So, what? <laughs> yeah, yep. I was like, the polar bears made me do it. <laughs> that's funny. Whoa! The polar bears made them kill themselves. Yeah. Uh, there's no proof that that actually happened. Well, sure. And it's probably only urban legend, but people are scared of the curse nonetheless, and the tradition of covering during exams continues. Mm-hmm. Because of its attachment to the Franklin Expedition, it kind of lends a little credence to the idea that the whole damn expedition was cursed. and is cursed. There you have it. I'm going to start saying that now. The polar bears made me do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The polar bears, the polar made, bears me made me do it. it. <laughs> yeah. People are like, what? 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 Yeah. The polar bears. So they made think? me do it. Do you think it's cursed? Yeah, come on, let's be serious. No, I know you don't. I don't think anything is cursed. I know. I think the only cursed thing is humans. I think. I think there's a chance there's probably some hauntings there for sure. As the person who <laughs> believes in ghosts, uh, yes, 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 100%, yes. I think that the non-human people that you can't see in the funny feeling that Inuits get on the mm-hmm. western side of that island is probably some fucking scary ghosts of scurvy, suffering Royal Navy men who died horrible, horrible deaths. You know what? And that's one of those areas where I'd say if, if hauntings were real and ghosts were real, that's why those ghosts show up there. Because... There's nothing else human death-wise with ghosts, right? Human death-wise with ghosts? Well, yeah, in that area. Yeah. I'm sure there are other, like, but no, like, like you, you could go to any town in any any county right. in any state or, uh, I, I'm going to just say state as in, like, the general of, like, could be a country, right? Mm-hmm. There is going to be a horrible death everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's horrible deaths everywhere, but in that area, I'm willing to bet there's not a whole lot. Yeah, you're right. I see so, what you're saying. There's the there's the thing. There's there's what did it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting history. It was good. It was a it was a fun one to research. Sure. Yeah. The uh, so the the Draugr are kind of like um, they're pseudo intelligent. Okay. Yeah, um, I was just watching a, a YouTube video where they were talking about how they, like, um, I was just talking to you about droggers. <laughs> Anyways, I was talking about how, uh, they would, they would try to kill you, and I think the only way you could kill them is by chopping their heads off and burning them, kind of like vampires. Okay. Um, but they would, they, like, get on the roof and they'll stomp on the roof. Oh. And it's believed that a Draugr can only uh, go through a go through a, an opening into a house that they died and w- went through. So um, it was a tradition if someone died in your house of, of illness or sickness, because that, that would be the body. Those would be the bodies that come back or they died in shipwrecks. What they would do is uh, they would literally cut a hole in the wall 
and bring the body out through the hole in the wall and then repair that hole. So, so that they way couldn't come back in. they couldn't come back in. Yeah. And I was telling you about the, the story of the, um, the female Draugr that came back to life. Yeah, I think I just didn't make the connection, the connection yeah, that yeah. a Draugr was. I, you said it, and I thought Drow, and oh, my yeah, brain yeah. just kind of all like... She was disrespected. Yes. They disrespected, uh, they didn't bury they her did. properly, so she came back to life and then cooked them dinner, and they were like, oh, we didn't bury you properly, so then they buried her properly. Okay. Oh, yeah, and she was right. naked, that's, that's right. right. You, t- you did yeah, talk yeah. about that. And she was yeah, naked and cooked them food, okay. and they ate it. Why would you eat? I would be afraid of poisoning. Well, there's a dead thing telling you to eat this food. Okay. You're afraid no matter what. That's, that's fair. <laughs> that's true. You're afraid no matter what. Yeah. Well, that's what I got for you. All right. All right. That's All right. uh. That's that. That's that. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTS Podcast. Join the Facebook group, TTS Podcast Group. Mostly I just post a lot of memes. Yeah, it's fun. But it's a lot of fun. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like what we're doing, leave us a positive review on whatever platform. I've seen you guys doing it on Facebook. It's great. It makes us feel awesome. Thank you yes, so much. Whatever platform you. you possibly can leave a review on, just do it because it attracts people to us. And it right. also just gives me warm, fuzzy feelings. Share, I share like. us. Like, I mean, seriously. You could just have a great conversation with your friend about us, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Word uh, of mouth. It's strong. Yeah. Uh... Mm-hmm. But yeah, we really appreciate it when you guys do that. Absolutely. It's really great. Like that really, every time I see, hey, you know, the truth of somewhere has been shared by somebody. I'm like, oh, oh, that's great. People actually really like it. Yeah. 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 So it gives us warm, fuzzy feelings and we hope that it gives you guys warm, fuzzy feelings too. And if you really like what we're doing, you can hop on over to Patreon. Also, TTIS podcast, get get your episodes early. Sure. Uh, Threadless. Yes. If you want merchandise, I haven't mentioned this in a while. You're right. Yeah. It's the truth is somewhere.threadless.com. Get yourself some cool t-shirts. Corey's got a cool notebook that he uses. Yeah. If you guys know one of our original episodes, uh, or yeah, one of our first, uh, probably 10. Old school joke. Old, yeah. old school. Uh, make a wish. Uh, it was about... Uh... <laughs> the Malaysian flight disappearing. <laughs> disappearing and uh, falling from the sky like a meteor. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Wish yeah. upon a plane. Yeah, and it's 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 great. It says make a wish, and there's a plane falling from the sky. Uh, very on point. Very on. Yeah, brand. most people will probably look at that and be like, I I don't get it, but it's nice. But you'll like it. You'll get, you'll get it. it, and you'll, you'll think get it's it, funny. Listeners. It's a great little notebook. Unless you're listening backwards and you haven't gotten that far yet, you'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there, and you'll like the joke. Hopefully, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a long rambling outro. Have a nice, have a nice day, everybody. Yeah, or evening. Or evening, morning. or morning, weekend. Through the summer, keep looking. You can't expect us to know what time it is. I don't even know what time it is in my time. You gotta blame it on the polar bears or something like that. The polar bears made me do it. <laughs>